This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send, and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it for free for 30 days and get a free 10-pound scale when you visit pb.com slash TMS. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, I'm going to be really dumb here for a second. Wow, that seemed appropriate. <laughs> the birds and the bees. Toot sweet, much hassle. Beep skeleton. Pooping sugar ribbons. Nine times out of ten, it's a dildo. Go deep for, t- <laughs> I'm sorry, go deep for talking moose. Chicken banging. Doxing Jenny. Eh, there's a little bit of hang me down. Exploding your you use. Rocket tubes. Hi, this is Roger. I hate my life. Leave a message. Women lay eggs all the time. Making things with Bill. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Your father has made up his mind, but he may need help. Oh, you did not just hog at me! The morning stream. Let's go, sharks. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Tuesday, June 23rd, 2020. I'm Scott. He's Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Scott. How are you? Um, I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah? Yeah, I didn't yeah. sleep great. Uh, did you not sleep well? No. I had a weird dream about a peep. Let me tell you this dream real quick. Okay. Like a like a marshmallow peep? Yeah, like a marshmallow peep. Big yellow peep. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> and in this in this dream, I don't know how long it took, but it felt like it took forever. But in the dream, there was a peep on the ground. And one ant came and saw the peep. And then that ant started to nibble on the peep. And then it quickly ran back to the, I would assume, the colony of ants and said, Hey, guys, there's a whole peep out there for us. <laughs> And I just had to, I just had to sit and watch this, right? Party! Yeah, right. <laughs> so all, we're gonna eat for weeks. All the other ants come, and now, now this thing is swarming with ants—a peep covered in ants. And I had to sit there and watch as the peep slowly became gone because consumed, the, by, consumed the by the ants, right? And they were just kind of running back and forth with little chunks of peep on their head, walking that way. And uh, by the end, the weird part about the dream is the peep itself. I mean, they absolutely wrecked this peep. But the peep was, there was something left. It was a skeleton. There were skeletal remains of the peep. I was going to ask you if, like, once the ants were done, if it was just a peep skeleton. It was. There. It was like a bird, like a little chicken skeleton, but shaped kind of like a peep. Just left bones there where the peep used to be. This is weird, <laughs> dude. And that dream was just so, like, vivid and real at the time. And I just... I don't know. Made for a weird night. I didn't sleep good. It sucked. Uh, you know, I've talked on the show about how I I don't often remember my dreams. Yeah. Uh, but I do remember the one last night, and oh. and I wasn't going to even talk about it since you but you, you brought it up. Um, I was getting married to Tina again. Okay. Again. Okay. Um, again. I don't. In the dream, it wasn't an again. What? It wasn't like a second wedding to Tina. It was. It was just the first. Okay. And. None of my family appeared to be at the wedding. Okay. Yet there were like over 700 people there. And they were all Tina's relatives, but they weren't the Tina's relatives that I know that that I'm familiar with, her mom or dad or brother, etc. They were kind of Joe Exotic. 
<laughs> like there we go. people who who um the extent the nicest thing they own to dress up in <laughs> is a collared shirt that has Oh, no. uh, metal on the end of the lapels, yeah. like on the, the end of the collar lapels, yeah. and a bolo tie. Wow. And we were all posing for a family photo in the grass between a couple of tractors, and um, and I was kind of relegated to the far side on, in the back row, even <laughs> though I was the groom. <laughs> even though you were getting married? It was, it was okay. almost like I we crashed a crashed a joe exotic party wow well i know your your love of hillbilliness is probably there's something in there I for know. that uh who knows what i know i have no idea no idea where any of that came from i mean we did talk about tiger king we did uh, i don't remember even thinking talking about a wedding or anything but uh, no we talked about in fact what was the tiger king com- oh the comic book that the Schleicher comic book told us about yeah, yeah that, that wasn't uh, that wasn't a lot of tiger uh, king talk to have it insert into your mind but and also i don't know what a peep represents in a bunch of ants Dreams are weird, man. Like, well, what does it I mean, mean? Somebody could easily say you, you, some, you're feeling part of your life is overwhelmed. Part of your life is that peep that's getting overwhelmed <laughs> by these ants, which represent like um, podcasts or just stuff to uh, get done or demands, some or some demands. sort of demands on you. That okay. one feels like it's a okay open and shut case. Sorry, so- Your Honor, but I feel like. <laughs> Wow, I don't know, but why? Okay, I agree with you on the ants and the overwhelming it. Me just having to sort of take it, I get that. Yeah, yeah. but why a peep? Why not like a piece of bread or like a, I don't know, like a cracker or something? Why a peep? Because a, because a peep is kind of maybe you feel like you're a peep, like you feel like you're a a little pink marshmallow bunny or whatever. I guess it's a bird. What what, what kind of animal is a peep? Is it a bunny? <laughs> Don't well, they, they have bunny peeps they around do. Easter they time? Do. Or like, okay. They totally right. do, yeah. And they have different colors. they got like purple ones and pink ones. Yeah, but it is a, normally a chick. That's why it's called a peep. Yeah, yes. and they're all bad. Like, well, let's make that clear. None no, of yeah, it's do. not like they're, they're there's The colors don't represent anything, but the color of the interior of your mouth when you're done eating it, there's they're all the same flavor, which is sugar. Yeah, I'm at the, I'm at the stage where I think it's actually a parental crime punishable by federal law if you give your kid a peep. Peeps are gross. Do not feed your kid peeps. You probably yeah, it's probably no. a, it's probably the seed that sprouted into borderline diabetic status for me. Like, don't give them a peep. Peeps are gross. Besides, they have a skeleton in them. I saw it last night Apparently, with my own well, eyes. Yeah. Apparently, they're sentient and uh, evil, and uh, the peeps must be destroyed. Yeah, it did send me on a bit of a. So this morning, I was getting the show ready and you know converting music you put in and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I spent about 10 minutes looking at peep videos where they destroy peeps in different creative ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the, the microwave is the best, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Microwave is awesome. I saw another one where uh, they had like a big industrial wrench, uh, like socket set wrench style thing, holding a yeah. ball of steel that was red hot, had been in a oh, yeah. flame. Yeah. And then they just set that ball on a peep. <laughs> and it just went, <laughs> just went right, right down the through. middle and it yeah. billowed out this like brown marshmallow goo. And it was great. It was great. Then I watched somebody smash a dozen or so peeps uh, under one of those hydraulic presses, which Uh is seriously overkill for peeps. Peeps don't take much to squish, but still, it was pretty great. Do that with a with an empty CD case. Exactly, would have the same exact effect. The the nice thing about it, though, is when it got to the end and got to the real pressure, what was left of peeps inside there did come out in big ribbons very fast. So it was like. Mm 
like these these sugar ribbons would 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 poop out of the side of the thing. That's kind of cool. Oh yeah, because of the pressure. Yeah, I yeah. do like those. So I do. Yeah. You know, I what I like to do with my dreams is I like to go deeper. So tonight I'll have a dream about multiple peeps, not just one. That'll be great. Mm. Oh gosh, and then we got to figure out what the multiple peeps. Yeah. Yeah, what do multiple uh, peeps mean? Oh, Wendy, where are you on a Monday or Tuesday? Where do, what do we, how do we work? How do we live? Okay, I got a couple things for you here, Brian. Okay. All right, hit me. Hit me with a couple things, Scott. When's the last time you got one of those fake IRS calls or whatever? Do you ever get those fake calls? It's been a while since I've got one of the fake IRS ones, but I did get um, one yesterday that I, I kind of hung up on immediately. It was like, thank you for choosing visa or mastercard as your financial advisor like oh yeah okay you don't even know what i have no yeah, bite me they're like the worst kind of like soothsayer it's like you have a visa no i have a mastercard i need a mastercard <laughs> I mean, you have a master- it's like it's like john edwards predicting what kind of credit card i have yeah it's dumb <laughs> well anyway i got one of those yesterday too but this was one of those fake irs things where they're like we need to have all your numbers or else we are going to bring you to jail and all this and they're doing it in an accent it's like russian or something was it a, okay so it was an ac- uh, accent was it uh, i thought i usually expect those things to be um voice synthesis it's oh. like talking moose talking yeah. moose is trying to steal your identity yeah a lot of times the voicemails are like that right in fact let's see Hades <laughs> reference by the way people yeah, go back that's a good go one deep for talking moose that's a good one that's a deep cut uh let's see oh i missed a call from reggie what remember reggie reggie, reggie from uh from aie yeah hold on let me see what reggie this is. dances on mailboxes naked in uh orgamar reggie oh wow oh my gosh Oh, he's just checking in. I'll have to call him well, back. I didn't nice. know I missed this call. Oh, you know what it was? Those days I didn't have a watch and my notifications aren't coming through. Mm. Mm. Uh, he says, he was thinking about you. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying quarantine. Hope you and your arms and your family are staying safe. I think that's a translation arms, problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good job. Good job, Apple. Figuring out <laughs> nice Hope your arms are staying safe. Yeah, and, your uh, arms are staying safe. Well, I guess translations suck. You should see the Google Voice ones. They're ridiculous. I mean. Oh, Someone will call in and yeah. say, hey, I just wanted to say I love the instance and uh, keep up the great work. And I'll read the translation. Uh, hey, I'm a monkey with three arms and I just like to poke my head into a butthole. Thanks. Like, <laughs> they don't do a good job at all. Anyway. No. Uh, so what was my point? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some of you, uh, yeah. Are fake, fake IRS calls. So it was one of these guys was like, hey, if you do not provide documents, we will have to con- send FBI over to suite and they t- take you to jail, right? The whole thing. Tooth sweet, a very common yeah. Russian phrase. <laughs> you know, the tooth sweet phrase they're all fond of in Russia. Yeah, tooth sweet, much hassle. Yeah, much hassle. So he says so he says all these things, and I thought, I usually just hang up on these, but I'm going to hang yeah. around a little. I was in a okay. mood, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to listen. I'm going to hear this through. And so he would ask for, I need social security. I gave him a totally fake number, and also didn't even do the right pattern. I gave him like... 10 numbers or something 11 numbers <laughs> and he's like, like tom hanks in big yeah his, uh, social security uh four <laughs> two oh oh six oh, oh, oh six. yeah it was okay. a little bit like that and i kept going i'm like okay nine nine uh, uh two <laughs> two okay you tell me you tell me when you have enough numbers yeah you let me know when i should stop i did i think i stopped at around 10 said okay and i said okay that's it and he goes okay i have the number now this is good you are helping me you're helping yourself not me you're helping yourself i kept saying and then he says um oh, what was the other number he needed oh a, a routing number bank numbers all that stuff oh sure of course yeah again gave him 
totally fake numbers. In fact, one of them was eight six seven five three zero nine. I gave nice. him that number. Good. Yeah. Oh well, well, great. You just gave him Tommy Two Tones uh, <laughs> checking account. I know. Number. I feel like I feel like we're all doing him a disservice when we play his song because we're just spreading. We're doxing him without knowing it because of his. We're song. not doxing him. We're doxing Jenny. There was a re- oh, like, right. It's not a five 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 number. There was a person who had that number in nineteen eighty four eighty three. And uh, is that still a number? Or sorry, uh, uh, not still. Oh yeah, is that a number I could call and get anywhere? Do you think? Do you think I, could- I imagine in some. I bet you, I bet you, you know what? I was going to say, I imagine in some area codes, it's still valid. I'll bet you in every area code, somebody who had it said, no, I'm getting calls day and night. Forget this. And I bet you the phone company doesn't even dish that one out anymore. I'm going to try it. Let's just see what we get. I got to know. I got a okay. dialer here. All right. Are you trying with your, your local area code? Yeah. So 801. Okay. Eight, six, uh, I have to sing it to remember it. Eight, six, seven, five, Three zero nine. Okay, I'm calling. I mean, I'd kind of, I'd kind of want it. Is that crazy? Oh, I'd love it. Oh, it says it's the University of Utah. How is this possible? Okay, we'll find out, I guess. Hi, this is Jenny. Can I help you? I'm gonna ask for Jenny if they pick up. I'm totally gonna ask Jeez, for Jenny. I bet that's a new one for them. Yeah. Yeah. Because why not? Oh man, they don't. They're probably whoever is at this line won't answer because no one's at the U right now. Like they all work from home, like Carter does. She works there. But this. Oh. Hello. Hi, this is Roger. Please leave your name, number, and a brief message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks. Roger, I was looking for Jenny. Uh, if you know anything about Jenny uh, and where I can reach her, that'd be awesome. Call me at 801-471-0462. Appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. 8675309. Still a number, still Great. a thing. I would I would 100%. <laughs> if that number became available um, locally here, yeah, I would totally make that the Coverville request line. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? Perfect. Yeah. How do you how do yeah. you know when something comes available? I wonder. I don't know. I think you could probably. I'll bet you can probably like put in a, Get a request list. with the phone company and say, you know, let me know if this one. Um, you know what? Let's just take a look. I might. I might be spending, right now. Let's see here. That's amazing. Uh, Denver Plumbing. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Oh, actually, as of. As of. Man, it's funny. Apparently, it belonged to a plumbing company here mm-hmm. in, in Denver. It mm-hmm. looks like it belonged to the Rockies, Colorado Rockies oh. at some point. Weird. Um, yeah, like I said, I wonder if I can... Uh, it's only big really names would have like it. To, huh? Only, only big names have them. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't, know where, I don't know if there's a website where you can go and say... Because wouldn't, it wouldn't have to be in Colorado. I mean, come on. We're in the age of... Of unlimited nationwide calling to the on your phone right now. Ooh, if you'd like to leave a message, press one now, or press seven if you'd like to schedule service with the legends at Paul Bunny and Plumbing and Drains. Thank you. <laughs> is that the Colorado one? Uh, no, it's six. Oh, what's six twelve? Who's whose area code is six twelve? I don't know who I'm calling. Um, but but <laughs> Minnesota, Minneapolis. All right, it's Minnesota. Yeah. I- <laughs> That's fascinating to me that that even exists. I thought I figured with a song that well, it's not popular anymore, right? No one sings that song anymore, but we all know it by heart. It just seems like you'd want to blacklist it, like yeah. that just I've wouldn't got, exist. I've got a cover of it. I can't remember who does it. I could look it up, but 
there's a cover it and and usually in the um there's an instrumental bit in the uh the middle and i think tommy two-tone like says something like jenny hi you know you don't know me but uh uh or maybe maybe it's just in the covers that they do this little talking bit but in one of the covers uh the guy says hi uh jenny hi yeah you don't know me but we've been trapped in the same song now for about 30 years and uh really just if we just answer your phone, then we could finally get out of this or something like that. It's it's a really funny uh That's great. The cover. That's yeah. great. Well, all right. If call if anyone knows how you do this in Colorado, let's try to free that number up for Brian. Let's make it happen. Yeah, I would I'll uh, you know, I, like I said, doesn't even have to be Colorado. If you if you find it available in your area code, mm-hmm. I think I could probably Yeah, cuz the when I could long distance it remotely, yeah, right? Plus plus long distance doesn't mean anything anymore. That's right? what I'm saying. I'm saying everybody's got nationwide calling on their on their cell phones. I'll totally buy it. Yeah. Remember when that wasn't a thing? My gosh, what were we doing? What were we doing then? What were yeah. we doing when we didn't what were have? What were we doing? This, uh, you you want to help you with your company. long distance program? Like, what was that? What was that long distance program? <laughs> it was all a sham. The whole thing was a sham. What a sham. All right. Yeah. It doesn't cost you any more. It shouldn't cost you any more for your phone call to travel over these wires versus mm-hmm. over those wires. That's right. Oh, the bottom line is I gave Alexi a bunch of fake numbers, and then he was very happy at the end. He says, uh, <laughs> you, have, you have saved yourself much jail time, and we are we are going to process the beep, 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 beep. He was super stoked, and I said, well, I'm happy to help. Thanks for thanks for all this. Uh, I said something like, oh, no, I told him, I said, this number's about to, to go away. Um, so if you need to call me back, and I gave him my Google voice number, uh, so call me back on that one because I won't have this regular. So my thinking is he'll never call on my regular phone again. <laughs> and if he does call, he'll leave a voicemail we can play on the show. So it'll be perfect. See, perfect. I'm, I'm always yeah. thinking of TMS and how we can produce content. That's my if, job. If you were that guy, though, wouldn't you put something on your outgoing message that says, uh, and by the way, um, if you're calling for Jenny, her mailbox is full. We can't I can't. We can't uh, get any more messages to Jenny or something like that. Wouldn't you just acknowledge that it's a? Um, I would acknowledge that ninety percent of his phone calls are people doing this eight yeah. six seven five three nine business. Yeah, I totally would. I would absolutely do that. Uh, someone in the chat says my my framing of my video is not correct, and they may not make it through the show as a result. What are they talking framing. about? They're complaining about your framing. I don't know what they mean. Oh, weird. How do you? Uh, what, I'm right uh, in the center of my frame. Yeah. I mean, especially to them, because I crop myself even better than you're seeing me. So, I don't know what they're talking about. Your overlay border. What? <laughs> Are you not centered within your overlay border, oh, Scott? Oh, I see what they mean. All right, this is fun for people at home, but I'm going to fix that right now. I see what they mean. There's a little bit of hang me down. <laughs> it's wow. like my shirt was untucked. I had and I've tucked it now. Everything's tucked now. Everything's fine. Everybody, calm down. All right, we got an email right. about bean soup, and uh, this yeah. is from Neil Patel, who's a regular uh, uh, contributor to the show. He's a pretty awesome dude, and he says this: uh, spicy bean, uh, sorry, spicy black bean and vegetable soup is the subject. Hi, Scott and Brian. Because I know it's hard to be on a diet, I thought I'd share my spicy bean. Uh, I can't say black black bean and vegetable soup recipe. Here's a link with the ingredients and preparation in case you want to try it. And hey. If I can, if I can make it and eat it, so can you. All right. Yeah. Uh, for okay. reference and motivation, I lost 23 pounds since mid-March when I started working from home. Anyway, I love the show. Keep up the great work. Boy, I wish I was him. 
Um, all right, no, I'm, I'm looking up this thing. <laughs> see if this looks good. See if this looks like a thing we want to get in that we that we would dive into. Oh, that looks fantastic. Yeah, I, there was a Weight Watchers recipe that I posted in here in oh. both on the the Facebook tadpole group, and I think I talked about it here on the show. That's a bean soup recipe, but it uses cauliflower, uses cauliflower and three or four different kinds of beans. It's zero points in Weight Watchers. Yeah, and it's got um Dude, that oh. Was- uh, so anyway, it's got, uh, um, beans and, 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 and basically you thicken the soup by pureeing a little bit of it. You move some of it into a, a separate container and use an immersion blender to blend the crap out of it. Yeah. And then, uh, um, and then you put it back in the soup and that kind of thickens things up. It's so, so good. That sounds really good. Yeah. This looks fantastic. This looks like something close to what my wife makes when she makes, uh, a similar thing, but I'm going to pass this on to her and get this made. This looks really good. That's very so cool. So thanks for that, Neil. Um, yeah. what, what something surprised you while you were talking? What was it? Did something get you? What? It was, uh, I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm not going to. So, uh, was that a Nukem 82 yeah. found a version of 8675309 that's available. Oh! I'm not going to say what area code it is, but, uh, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so excited about it, but I just am. I know, I know. It's like you know what I want. This, this is great for the request line. Absolutely perfect for Coverville. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, and I love this location too. This is great. I'm not gonna again. I'm not gonna say because I don't. I, if I don't get it right away, yeah, you better lock it I'm, down. I'm going to try and lock it down as quickly as possible. I just have to figure out how to do it. Yeah, good idea. I like it. All right, uh, one more question for us uh, that uh, we probably should answer. This is from William from Slidell. That's in Louisiana. Slidell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he says, uh, on the subject of Saturday morning cartoons, which we talked about, where did, when did we talk about that? We talked about stuff we liked, and you said, oh, I liked Herculoids. We talked about it. And, was, I feel like it was yesterday, but... Uh, was last week, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He says, you should check out Future Quest 12. Oh, no, sorry. Future Quest, 12-issue limited series comic book from DC. It's all about Johnny Quest, the Herculoids, Space Ghost, and all the other cartoons like them in a big universe battle or ending battle. It's all on DC Universe right now. I I love it. That sounds great, dude. Yeah. I didn't know this was a thing. Future Quest. I know. It sounds great. And then, oh, wait, I do have, so with when you get uh, HBO Max, you get DC Universe comics as well you do don't you isn't that part of it i would love that if that's true if you're telling me the truth i am in like flynn i will get that <laughs> i will go get that app today I hope i'm not wrong about this hold on a second that sounds fantastic because i want that uh, app uh, i just don't want to pay on top of what i'm paying for i don't know just too many apps and sub apps and you know everything else and i'd love to yeah oh look at this this is great Let's see. Look at all these people from the cartoons I was into when I was young. Look at Space Ghost struggling to keep it together. This is yeah, great. Yeah, I'm hoping that that's the case. Maybe not. Hmm. Sorry, Brian. No Brack. Brack's not in this. So, but Space Ghost is? Yeah. Well, Brack was never... Well, wait, was Brack part of the old Space Ghost? Brack like was the, part of the old Space Ghost, yeah. So maybe he is, and I just don't see him here. I keep forgetting oh, because he's such Slug a... Ghost says no, that it's not... Uh, it's well, not shoot. part of the deal. Ah, boo! Deal. Boo! Well, Matuba says he's paying for HBO now, but that doesn't count. I'm talking about Max. When the Warner Brothers stuff, I don't know. We we need to look into this. Yeah. Because if not, I'm a pirate. It. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm, what? A, I'm not gonna pirate it. 
Anyway, uh, okay. So he says. Uh, anyway, he says we should check that out. So we're gonna we're gonna check that cool. out. Thank you, uh, there, uh, William from Slidell, Louisiana, right near where my wife was raised. Okay, uh, what are we doing now? Oh no, I know what we're doing. We haven't done this in a day or two because we didn't have time yesterday. So now yeah, we're doing yeah, it here. Yeah, things so, got cut off. Yeah. Enjoy. Time for the news, and it's brought to you by. Brought to you by Soundography, special episode uh, posted yesterday, uh, wherein Hammond and I listened to the entire catalog of Megadeth. Yes, it finally got posted. Uh, boy, Dave Mustrain. Uh, <laughs> Mustrain. I keep making that joke because his voice sounds like he's straining. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, what did I think? What did Hammond think? Mm. There's only one way to find out. You know you want to find out. You got you got to go listen. Soundography.com is the place to go or subscribe in your favorite podcast app. That's Soundography spelled just like it sounds. Not any kind of genius here or anything, but I'm going to guess you liked it less than Hammond did. That's what I'm going to That's a very, that's a very, you know what? I feel like it's not a spoiler for me to say correct. I like it. I liked it less than Hammond liked it. Yeah. Not to say Hammond loves them, but he, I'll bet he liked it more. I mean, he the guy likes, the guy likes Dream Theater. Okay. He likes uh, yeah. twelve-minute songs. I don't know why how you can like uh, twelve-minute songs, but uh, <laughs> it's, too, it's six minutes too long, really. All right, um, I like my songs at about my maximum is about eight minutes. What was that? My Maserati goes one eighty-five. How long uh, is that life's, song? Life's been good by um, Joe Walsh. Yeah, how I'll long tell is you because it's in my library. Life's, Let me tell you. Okay, tell me. Life's been good to, to me so far. far. That song is eight minutes. Uh, I'm sorry. That that. Oh, do I not have the the original? Have, I've only got a cover. One? Oh man, don't even have the full one. I don't even have. I have an eight minute and forty three eight eight minute and forty three second cover by the ex boyfriends, which is a uh, um, acapella band. That you know what's great about uh, them. While I'm looking this up, they they don't just go ba ba be de ba da. You know the the people who are doing the instruments. Yeah. They say actual words. Oh, really? Eight minutes and 56 seconds for the album version of Life's Been Good by okay. Joe Walsh. See, that's about my maximum for how long I want a song to be. Yeah. Or, and by that, I mean the very top end. I don't mind a song that tells me a good long story that has a lot of weird Pink Floydy kind of stuff going on. Like, make mm-hmm. that long. That's fine. And I like concept albums. Those, those are, at least they break up into songs, but I like a long idea. That's great. But don't yes. give me twelve or fifteen. F you don't that. want a uh, you don't want a twelve minute uh, organ solo in a Gata de Vida. Yeah, I don't want that. I do not want that. Although I do like the deluxe edition of uh, American Idiot because there's a couple of songs or a few songs in there where they just run together and you never hear that on the radio edits. And it's mm-hmm. kind of cool how it happens. So I do like that. That's anyway, good. yeah. Uh, cool. Check All that right. out. Soundography.com. Everybody. Yes, please do. Um, all right, we're going to start with this woman who hatched some ducklings. They weren't her own ducklings. Okay. Let's <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no. I was concerned at first. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> she hatched somebody else's ducklings? She hatched... that, that seems kind of, kind of weirder. <laughs> she hatched some ducklings, let's put it that way, um, okay. from a supermarket eggs that she bought. So she bought some supermarket eggs. Turns out they were not the uh, dormant type of eggs, and they actually had little ducks in them, and the ducks were born. A British woman has hatched three ducklings. She named Beep, Peep, and Meep. 
Beep, peep, and meep. Beep, peep, and meep. Yep. Okay. Uh, from eggs she bought at a supermarket chain, Waitrose. All you British oh. folks know what that is, right? I don't know what that Waitrose. is. You've been there before? No, I've never been to a Waitrose. No. Oh. I like that song. I know song. that Cynthia Watros was in Lost, but uh, she's probably no relation to the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, you don't go to a restaurant. Probably no relation to the, uh, the, the grocery chain, the UK grocery chain. You should go to a diner and go, uh, Waitrose, I'm ready for my bill. Waitrose. <laughs> Zoe brings bacon familiar with Waitrose. Oh, says. okay. All right. We uh, Of course we should ask her. What are we thinking? Zoe, you're, you're always here. We should ask you on British things. Anyway, Charlie Lilo, age 29, decided to incubate... Uh, the Clarence Court duck eggs while she was furloughed from her job as an assistant retail manager before the coronavirus. I got the idea from a video that popped up on my Facebook feed of some hatchling egg quail eggs, she told CNN. Oh, wait. (laughs) I got the narrator doing the voice now. Anyway, uh, that was my original plan, but whilst I was in Waitrose, I saw the duck eggs and thought (laughs) they might work too. Uh, Mom and I had pr- briefly spoken about uh, getting some ducks after lockdown anyway. Part of me thought it would never work. None of the quail eggs developed after the six days in the incubator. Uh, I checked the duck eggs uh, and could see veins and very tiny wiggly embryos. Then the excitement locked in. <laughs> I don't think they're supposed to come like this, though. I think you're supposed to no. be dormant when you buy them, right? Well, I- Yeah. I don't understand. Uh, I may not be an egg expert or an expert, but isn't that the case? When you go buy a, a dozen eggs of any kind, they're supposed to be unfertilized, right? Isn't that the deal? Yeah. They came out the bum of the chicken. Sort of. And then didn't and then the rooster didn't come over there and hose him down with his unit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how eggs reproduce. Uh. Oh boy, are we? Uh, I'm guessing we're gonna. Nobody is going to email us at all to clarify, <laughs> uh, clarify this at all. Uh, oh, Carter, oh, Carter, Carter says, says you can you can yeah. buy them. I didn't know that. You my, can specifically buy fertilized egg. Why does my daughter know that and I don't know that? <laughs> That's a really good question. Uh, I mean, okay, do the. Uh, I'm gonna be really dumb here for a second. Allow me this one. Allow sure. me this, Brian. Allow me this. Okay. When a rooster really loves a chicken, <laughs> what happens? Do they yes. mate like normal animals, and then the and then the eggs come, or do they? Does it do like a, a fish, where the fish poops out the eggs, and the male fish then and fertilizes the, the eggs? And fertilize them. Yeah. See, I know how I know how fish do it. I don't know how birds do it. I've never done. I've never known this. Now that now that we're talking about it, someone in the chat's going to tell us, right? Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't have any idea how a fertilized egg is different than a non-fertilized one, unless it's like a GMO type process where they're, you know, genetically modified like a watermelon to get rid of the seeds or whatever. Okay, yeah, people saying that they they actually do, uh, they actually do hump, Scott, <laughs> according to PC Rum seventy three, uh, quoting him, they bang. Okay, so if that's the case. How do you get a non-fertilized one? I won't one? say it like J.C. Calhoun said it. Though. No, he's he's a little salty today. So how do you? But wait, now I'm more confused because if that's the case, fine, that's great. That's that's kind of what I thought. All right, I thought that's how it worked. How do you get an unfertilized egg? How does that work? Does the hen lay them the, the, no matter the, what? The hen lays eggs regardless. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I thought they only yeah. laid them if they'd gotten it on with a rooster. I think they they lay I think they lay eggs regardless, and it's up to the rooster to uh, 
Gotcha. Um, Just like women, like women lay, well, don't lay eggs, but they have eggs all the time, yeah. right? And unless yeah. we come fertilize them. <laughs> basically, uh, Telly Zarel kind of explains it. It's basically an egg is a chicken, period. <laughs> an egg is a chicken. What? No. Oh, an a egg chicken, is a chicken, period. period. <laughs> it took not, me. not an egg is a chicken, period. <laughs> got it. Got it. So when it's that time of the month for the chicken, or maybe it's more frequent, they are they are dropping eggs because that's their that's their process. Okay. All right. I'm going to remember all this next time I eat an egg, which I think I'll do today. Kim made yeah. this egg casserole thing for uh, Father's Day. That mm -hmm. sounds like a dumb thing. It sounds awful in the name because casseroles sound, just sucks. Doesn't sound bad at all. But uh, casseroles man. get a bad rap. I I agree. That's my, my whole opinion. point. Is like the name gives it a. The, it sounds like something you take to a funeral to give some old lady who died. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound like a good yeah, thing. It's right. Like, right. Exactly. Well, we have to take a casserole over to the <laughs> the Jenkins next door. <laughs> something bad happened so we have to placate them with a the casserole jk grammar says i assume you didn't learn the birds and the bees from your dad to my daughter and i would say we didn't get real specific about birds okay we didn't go Yeah, that's the thing it's funny we had the birds and the bees talk but it never actually i never got the explanation about how the birds do it right or you know what yeah. or the bees for that matter <laughs> <laughs> now and now that I now it hits me birds and the bees I know what that means as a as a as a of course phrase as a euphemism or as a yeah as uh, a, as a what's, what's the word for that uh, as a as an idiom as a uh, uh, as an a, idiom what is it as a phrase as a colloquial phrase is that what they're looking at like sure, that sure sure uh, I get that that has always been that but now that I think about it I didn't really understand how the birds got the eggs out and how they were fertilized now I know I get it now. But bees? What's up with the bees? I feel like I've got to change our ending cover song to a song by Bird and the Bee. <laughs> you probably should now. <laughs> I mean, okay. So do bees, do bees, uh, you know, do they copulate or what do they do? The song clearly says birds do it. Bees do it. Something in the trees do, do it. it. That's a good point. How do bees? <laughs> I'm going to look this up. How do let's bees, do it. Let's fall in love. How do bees do it? From LiveScience.com. Oh, okay. even educated fleas do it. That's right. That's the next line. Even educated fleas do it. All right. So here we go. Turns out, at least for honeybees, sex isn't an, an uh, aerobic, open air event. Okay. So they mate. Like they mate. Do they mate on the wing? Like <laughs> in flight? Um, there's a photo here showing them doing that. So I'm going to say yes. They don't talk about it oh. here though. Um, after, oh, geez. All right. I'm going to read this out loud. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> after ejaculation, the drone releases a so-called mating sign or plated, uh, or plates of chitin from its endophallus into her copulary orifice. This is amazing. Mm. Something scientists have suggested may prevent sperm from flowing out of the queen's vagina. In some drones, the tip of the endophallus bursts. Do not want to be a bee. Explosive tip right there. <laughs> That's what the guy was trying to teach me in the parking lot. Trying to teach you the birds and the bees. He was trying to yeah. teach me how some bees explode their UUs when they use them. Look at that. We've actually, uh, we've actually merged I don't like bees and explosive tip. <laughs> the merging of the memes has taken place. I can feel it. Okay. Well, there's that. Well. 
I hope her ducks grow up to be fine ducks one day. <laughs> I hope so, too. I'm so glad that our next story, uh, there's no chance of going blue or no, not uh, at all. off the rails or anything. No, no deep, no weird uh, rabbit holes or any of that stuff. Uh, the, the, the headline, the Ted line, the Ted line here, <laughs> coming to my TED talk, uh, man smuggling cocaine in an artificial penis caught at Brussels airport. Excellent. Yeah. It'd be better if that airport was called the zipper airport because then his artificial <laughs> penis would have been caught at the zipper. <laughs> the Brussels zipper. Yeah. Sure. Um, a bit British man, another British man. What's going on, Britain? What's mm, up? I don't know. British man who was caught at Brussels airport while trying to smuggle cocaine into Belgium. By hiding it in an artificial penis, has been sentenced sentenced to 38 months in prison on Friday. No connection to Kurt Schilling's number 38 jersey. Okay, just no, to make that none clear. Whatsoever. The man was arrested on the 8th of February when he landed on Brussels Airport uh, on a flight from Jamaica, Mon. He tested positive for cocaine. <laughs> it's weird to hear yeah. he tested positive for and not have it be followed by the coronavirus or coronavirus. COVID-19. Yes, exactly. Isn't that weird? I think I've got. I think I've got the cocaine. I'm going to go ahead and self quarantine. Yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> like, the. Co- I, got I think the I've cocaine. got the cocaine. I'm going to go and self quarantine. I'm going to be right over here. Don't worry about it. I'm going to do it. Again. I'm going to go actually rearrange all the books on my shelf. I'm going to be right back. Yeah, okay. everything's going to be fine. I'll be over here if you need me. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, tal- tally. I know. I know. I'm not bringing it up because I'm trying to piss you off. I'm. I'm just saying his name. I won't yeah. say his name. He's not Voldemort. Here's- okay. So back back to the story. Here's yeah. a tip: if you're going to smuggle something into the country, don't snort the stuff that you're smuggling that might lead people to think that you might be smuggling something. Right? right? Don't like do if that. You're, if trying to if you're trying to take pot into a uh, a state that doesn't have pot, maybe don't smell like you've been rolling around in the stuff. Are you saying don't get high in your own supply? Is that that's a, that's probably a really good way of, of saying what I've been trying to say. Yeah, yes. I like that phrase. Plus, it rhymes. I'm yeah. a fan of that phrase. Don't get high in your own supply. It can be in songs. You can just say it for fun. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. That's another good. It's another one. favorite of mine. Yeah, I'm not terribly related to this one, but I do like I do like phrases like lessons in life that rhyme. I do too. Don't do the coke yeah. if you can't take a joke. How about that? Or let's see. Um, no. That one I don't don't snort so. cocaine. If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that one either. Don't do cocaine unless you're insane. Insane. <laughs> there you go. We got it. Don't, uh, don't do heroin unless you're wearing one. That doesn't make sense. All right, moving on. Uh, at the hospital, doctors and police uh, officers established the man had been equipped with an artificial penis in which 127 grams of white powder, later identified as cocaine, was hidden. Uh, the man stated he had been visiting his mother in Jamaica and and an acquaintance there had offered him the cocaine. <laughs> did he? But did he present it in the penis or was it outside? Of, was the penis your idea? Like, in you go, man. I've got a penis full of cocaine for you to take home and enjoy in the private Take residence. it back to Britain with you, man. In the shape of a penis. <laughs> Isn't that weird? My name's Shugger. All right. Uh, the, the man, let's see. The public prosecutor's office in Hallie Vindery something or other uh, demanded a prison sentence of 36 months. Jeez. Reports het nuas blald. The defense asked to suspend the sentence as the man had health problems. Well, yeah, you got a lot of problems, that guy, turns out. Be safe. Penis-carrying cocaine addicts, be safe. 
<laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Wait gosh. till you get home. Don't just rub this stuff all over your face. Wait till you get home and then take out your artificial penis and go to town. I don't know why I like that story so much, but I like it. All right, moving on. A detectorist. Did you know that's what those guys with the little no. plate metal things at the beach are called? Oh, a metal detector guy? Yeah, they're is called, called a detectorist. A detectorist. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. And I feel like that's just made up by someone who has a metal detector. Chicken eggs, bees, metal detectorist. We've learned about three important things. A detectorist. Things. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. No, I don't like it Because wouldn't, wouldn't he himself, in using a metal detector, wouldn't he himself also be a metal detector? Ye oh, good point. <laughs> yeah, he is, right? He would you know? be, by nature, a metal detector. What do, you, who, what do you do for a living? I detect metal. Oh, you're a metal detector. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, Brian's yeah. right. Also, um, uh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, it's like people who say they're a, uh, you know, like ham radio operators. We'll yes. come up with a fancy word like, yes, I'm an amateur radio enthusiast. It's like, just call yourself the guy with the freaking metal detector. It's fine. Right, exactly. Yeah. Out there looking I like, for I like uh, CDX77 suggests metal detective. I think that sounds Ooh, awesome. Metal I'm a metal detective. detective. <laughs> That's cool. That's a cool name for a podcast about heavy metal music. You know what I mean? Yeah, metal like, detectives. Yeah, because oh, you're trying to. Great. Yeah, if you're a metal detective or metal detector, even is a decent name for it. But whatever it is, you just you cover like new metal, old metal, tell stories mm -hmm. about weird you, you bands. Discover stuff. new new bands. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I love that. All right, Brian Coverville Studios, ready to launch a new show. Make it happen. Uh, where was I here? Oh, yeah. So this guy, he, uh, this detectorist, reunited a Star Wars actor with a wedding ring lost on Friction, sorry, Frinton Beach. <laughs> Friction ah, Beach. Frinton. Oh, good, Frinton. There he so is. So you just spent, you spent the entire day yesterday in the UK news uh, tabloids. Apparently, yes. In fact, the final story has a, has a UK connection as well, I think. This well. is crazy. All right. Well, I don't, I didn't do this on purpose, but somehow we got a lot of British stories. Um, a star of stage and screen has been reunited, reunited with his wedding ring thanks to a metal detectorist after losing the precious item on Frinton Beach. Rufus Wright, who appeared in Star Wars Rogue One and in James Bond films such as Quantum of Solace, visited the Genteel Resort with his wife and his son earlier this month. But during the trip, he lost his gold wedding band while swimming in the sea, of, uh, the sea off Fourth Avenue. Rufus said... As the lockdown started to ease, we decided to take a trip to Frinton Beach, <laughs> as it was a place, well, sorry, it was a big place and wouldn't come within two meters of anyone. Oh, he's trying to, you know, he's, he's trying to pretend mm -hmm. like he's being careful, but really he's just a yeah. spendy actor. Anyway, I decided to go for a swim in the sea, and uh, there was three foot water, and I dropped the ring. He added, I tried to pick it up, but it just disappeared. It was on my hands and knees, or I was on my hands and knees looking for it for hours. I was heartbroken. It was a 22-carat gold ring that I had had since we got married in 2008. We waited hours for the tide to come in to see if it was, would be revealed, but it didn't. So I returned heartbroken to London. Oh, this is rough. Rufus, says Melanie, uh, his wife, uh, appealed yes. to locals on social media in the vain hope it might be found. After her plea for help was answered by Collister Institute Carpentry and Joinery lecturer Adam Ferguson. Wow, so he's a <laughs> such a such a multi hyphenate. This guy yeah, right here, he really is. I'm a Colchester Institute carpentry and joinery lecturer and detectorist. And detectorist, thank you very much. My business card is over four <laughs> feet long. 
It's like one of these. It's still this high, but it's like <laughs> that's right, that exactly one. still two inches high. But uh, I love that forty-eight inches long, two inches high. <laughs> like uh, the yeah. artificial penis full of cocaine, as a matter of fact. There you go. Anyway, he was he's part of some club, metal detector club, and a month ago he was out there doing that, and they found the ring, and they reunited it with his Star Wars actor. What a That's happy awesome. thing! Yeah, well done, yeah. guys. I'm looking at him, and uh, you recognize, I don't recognize him? Recognize him from Star Wars? No. I don't either, dude, and I feel a little bad no. about that because he kind of looks like uh, Michael, not Michael Ian Cusick. Who's the guy who played? Uh, speaking of Lost, Ben Linus. He was on uh, Person of Interest. Um, oh, um, right. Uh, crap. Yeah. Again, they give his name. Uh, anyway, kind of looks a little bit like that. Oh, he was a stormtrooper. Oh, really? Well, that how does that count? <laughs> Unless you take the helmet off, you doesn't count. No. Right. I do like his his tweets are very British though. Having slightly sarcastically tweeted earlier that the high ups in news were all over froth. Over my local news debut, so keen are we for good news that BBC Online have run the story, which was picked up by none other than Steve Wright on BBC Radio 2 today. If that's not in the future mashup, I'll eat my hat. I will eat it. I have a hat right over there. The I will eat British, it. The most British of uh, tweeters. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I don't know what he did in Quantum of Solace either. Have I seen Quantum of Solace? No, I have not. Come on. Really? There's yeah. a James Bond movie you haven't seen? There's Why two. wouldn't you see that? There's two I haven't seen. Quantum of <sighs> Solace and... What was the one right before that? Raven? Or... Uh, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I have it wrong. I saw Quantum of Solace. I didn't see the follow-up that was almost yeah, like a two- Casino Royale, then Quantum of Solace, and then... Raven. Skyfall. Or... Not Skyfall. It was before Skyfall. No, it's after right. Skyfall. Right? What was the most recent one? The most recent one was uh, Spectre. That's the one I haven't seen. Oh, okay. I haven't seen Spectre. How was okay. that? How was Spectre? How do we feel about it? It was good. That? It was good. It's got um, it's got your uh, it's got your Daniel Craig. It's got your <laughs> Christoph Waltz. Uh huh. Yeah. Love Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Do you have uh, um, um, yeah? What's his Mads Mikkelsen with a bleeding eye? No, not, not anymore. No, okay. No. He's not hit there to slam you in the bag with a with a bag full of rocks or whatever anymore. No, I think his time ended in uh, Casino Royale, if yeah, I remember correctly. It's too bad. It's too bad. He was he was the closest thing the newer ones have to a proper old school Bond villain because he had a mm -hmm. weird physical thing, and I always liked that. For sure. And his weird physical thing is he always had a tear duct that was bleeding, and that's just great. Yes. Like great. It, when he was under pressure, he yeah. had the bleeding tear duct. Yeah, that's awesome. That's like having webbed feet or freaking. A golden gun or you know something weird like that like i'd love that anyway. yeah what's um uh, when we got the new one that got pushed back is it still going to be in 2020 or is it pushed to 2021 the new oh. james bond oh film? i haven't heard um what's that one called the day is long enough or something like that yeah uh no time to die no time to die <laughs> the day is long die. enough <laughs> the day is long enough the day is long, long enough, enough. And a bunch of naked lady silhouettes moving around, doing their thing. Right. Anyway. Okay, people are still saying November. So still 2020 currently. All right. Tenet, Tenet moved, right? Because all, all these places, all these uh, movie chains are saying July 15th is our new opening date. Yeah. But now if Tenet's not going to open July 15th, people aren't going to go 
for a couple weeks to uh right. july 31st is the new date for tenant yeah our movie theaters here opened up and a friend of mine went and they're really uh yeah and he said they were the only ones in there um mm-hmm. had there been more people they're required to have like a a border of empty seats around everybody so they can only fit like mm-hmm. 40 people in there uh you have to wear masks and they showed jurassic park one because there are no movies in theaters <laughs> there are no right movies. now. Yeah, exactly. So we uh we bought the we bought Trolls World Tour for 19.99. <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and show that one to you. Yeah, we're gonna give you that tonight. Check it out. Yeah, they showed Jurassic Park one, which he he enjoyed because you know it's a good movie. But uh, I kind of life finds know, a that way. wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, it'd be all right. Um, there are certain movies that I wouldn't mind seeing back in theaters, even though I've seen them before. I'd see Usual Suspects again in a theater. I'd see some classics maybe not uh something as long as like gone with the wind or the godfather or something but i'd see yeah like a some two-hour thing sure mm-hmm. yeah, I'm um, curious uh i would say this though uh, uh if they so they're all hoping for november movies kind of across the board right mm-hmm. gosh it's a, it's not like we ever we don't have an uptick in uh, viral uh, things in the in the in the winter do we it's not a problem ever in the winter i'm sure coronavirus will just say yeah i'm taking one november off <laughs> that's right exactly yeah yeah i don't know but, how you know do. it's still gonna be there's gonna be distancing there's gonna be masks amc for a second for one hot second said you know what um all of our employees are gonna be wearing masks we'll encourage you to wear a mask but you don't have to wear a mask and then all of a sudden they said you know what take that back please wear a mask until yeah, you're changed. in your seat, eating your popcorn, drinking your soda. They changed that in like uh, five minutes. It was like no yeah, time at it was, all. <laughs> it was a real quick turnaround. Yeah. But here's what uh, I'm going to do. The first time I go, I'm going to pack some popcorn in the mask so that I eat the popcorn. <laughs> like a feedback. Yeah, like a feedback. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. That's uh, that's not bad, actually. Like uh, I may have already drawn like this, basically, by the way. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> I did. I drew a picture of a... What I it was it was uh, I haven't captioned it yet or decided exactly how I'm gonna do it, but it looks like a face mask except it sticks way out and it's a popcorn bag. It's yeah, I mean that's face. all you need to do. You could just take some allig- allig- uh, alligator clips with the little uh, coiled springy rubber cords. Yep. Get a small popcorn. Yep. In the bag and just put the clips on and wear it like a mask. Yeah, that's it. And then uh, yeah, I we've done it, Ryan. All right, we've done it. This has to happen. Oh yeah, so. Mulan opens July 24th. Um, Blues Brothers, July 26th. They're reshowing uh, TCM Big Screen Classics. Wonder Woman, oh, got pushed all the way to October? Yeah, that got pushed way out. Should I should I pre-buy my tickets to New Mutants, or do we think that's... No. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to have... It's going to... You're going to have plenty of opportunity. There's no way know, you I'm need to pre order. I'm things. just saying, like, do we think that the end of August is still likely for uh <laughs> for new mutants? Probably new not. New mutants. I, I know, know you want to see that just to get it over with. I can't wait for that to happen. Just to get I it really over do. with finally. Just, it's exactly it's like a band aid that's just hanging on. Right. The girl from Game of Thrones is gonna be a mother by the time this thing comes out. Let's, get, <laughs> let's fix this. Right. Okay. Uh we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we got our friends Bill and Jury and all that stuff. So that's all coming up here in a second. Uh we got a nice email for Jury. Plus, I want to get his Tulsa take. Oh, good. He was there, he was on the ground, and uh I got all kinds of questions for him. So that'll come up here in a bit. Before that, though, a song break that Brian Nibbett hath brought. Cool. All right, JK Grammar found a mask. It is a picture of a guy in the Taco Bell parking lot. 
who has turned a Taco Bell bag into a uh, into a mask. Perfect. Very good. Perfect. Uh, Just what you want. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Let's Scott. Can we? I know it's not Therapy Thursday, but can we talk a little bit about Catholic guilt? Let's do Just it. Just a little bit. Sure. Okay. Why not? Um, well, here you know it's a problem. It's a it's an epidemic. But in Australia, in Melbourne, it's a band. It's a. Uh, uh, a quintet of punk alt rockers who have just signed with Wiretap Records. They have a brand new EP that's coming out in August. Um, if you're complaining that I don't play enough, uh, just straight up rock and roll. You're quit complaining, and and you shouldn't be complaining because I do that a lot. Uh, this is the <laughs> one of the two new singles they're pre-releasing from the album. It's called "Song of the Renter." Here is Catholic Guilt. Trying to soar away The 
as they ponder into their craft rooms when their life became so safe, so safe. And so we sing the song, the song of the Hey guys, let's talk about Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than it is right now with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just a click, send, and save for as low as $4.99 a month. That's $4.99 a month. It's crazy. Send envelopes, flats, and packages right from your desk, and you are back to business in no time. And for being a listener of TMS, that's the morning stream, you'll receive a free 30-day trial that you can get started with right away. And... To help you get started even further, a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SimPro Online. Again, starting at just $4.99 a month. Qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping. Calculate exact postage online and print from your PC or Mac. Go to pb.com slash TMS to access the special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash TMS. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SimPro Online from Pitney Bowes. When Fisto offers you his hand, boy, that's a big offer. Fans of uh, the group K-pop... Now, all I have is a mission. This is the Morning Stream. All right, we're back, everybody. That was was a fun kind of 90 pseudo-punky pop unit deal. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Well, good. The Song of the Rented. Song of the Rented by Catholic Guilt, and uh, that's great. Maybe maybe Wendy likes it. Maybe Wendy likes uh, this band, Catholic. Guilt. Maybe maybe they do. Maybe yeah. she does. Yeah. And by they, I mean her. All right, <laughs> the royal they. <clears throat> the royal they. Yeah, here we go. Um, all right, we're getting um, Bill. Yeah, Punish Props. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always forget that he isn't Bill on here. He's Punish Props on here. Anyway, he's coming into the show. We're going to talk to him for a minute, and we're going to start it. With this. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. It's Bill Duran, everybody, all the way from the Pacific Northwest. Bill, welcome to the show. How are you? Good morning. Doing all right. Oh, that's fantastic. It's a Tuesday. That means Bill comes on. Uh, he's a maker. He makes things. Prints them 3D. Sometimes just builds them with his hands. Sometimes he just makes a thing out of something else. And then he puts it up on his YouTube channel. It's pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We're always uh, happy to talk to Bill. So, Bill, what are we doing today? What'd you bring? Well, 
Still been doing a lot of the old Minecraft. Yeah. In fact, I am building a replica of my workshop in Minecraft. <laughs> do, do we have progress <laughs> photos or anything? I want to see how this is coming. Um, I, I'll have to post some more on uh, on Twitter later. Uh, but I have made a lot of progress. The walls and ceiling are built. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, in I installed the lighting. It's got fluorescent lighting in the shop. <laughs> nice. Nice. And I have to fill out. I got to make a lot of stuff. I have a lot of stuff in my shop. Hmm. Um, I also I also made a, had a, a goofy idea the other day, and I made a little restaurant. I, like, I want to make a little restaurant in Minecraft, so I did that. <laughs> uh, and it was super fun. And and what I'm starting to realize, one of the reasons why I'm really into Minecraft right now is it feels an awful lot like playing Lego, but mostly you just have the little two by two bricks, little square cube looking bricks, right? Right. Mm -hmm. It feels like I was I've been given an unlimited box of Lego <laughs> and I can build whatever I want. Yeah. Uh, and my brain was like, well, you should build an adorable little restaurant. I was like, all right, we're doing that. And that's how I spent like Saturday evening. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was great. Are you just doing so are you fun. just doing creative mode or are you doing like the full like it's gather. the full on thing. Okay. So it's kind yeah. of a pain in the butt to have to go get a ton of terracotta, but yeah. you know. <laughs> it is more fun I, that I way. I can totally relate to this. Like, yeah. you know, for part of my stream on Saturday, I did. Uh, I started building little stalls. I have a coffee stall and uh, um, a bakery stall on my mm -hmm. island now, and I've got diner pieces. So I'm actually going to be putting a restaurant on my island too. So I kind of, I get it. Yeah. There's something Great. very zen about this whole. You're thing. also Absolutely. what, like nine? What are we? I'm sorry, eleven years into Minecraft, and it's it's fun to see. Like recently, a bunch of people getting back <laughs> into it. Right. It's pretty, oh yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, do you know if um, which version are you using? Because I know there's like a Windows Store only. I forget what yeah. it's called, Builder's Edition or something. And then there's the other one. Which one do you? This is the, the the old school Java one. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, I bought it in 2008, yeah. and uh, I was like, I should play Minecraft. Let's yeah. go buy it. And yeah. then I was like, Hey, I already did. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you already own this game. Yeah, they still. I guess they still, years ago. they still support both of them. But I guess the the Windows one has some benefit, quote unquote, benefits. I don't know how it works. But anyway, yeah. if anyone out there is curious, you can probably figure out which one's for you and make the proper purchasing decision because mm -hmm. Microsoft owns them now. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, very cool. Uh, so yeah, you got to put some pictures up because I want to see kind of the process of that. I love I love it when people recreate real places in right. Uh, yeah. in their game and I, I know we talked about it a little bit last week but the guy who went and did the entirety of Azeroth in Minecraft is, mm -hmm. a, is a mad genius it's incredible what he put together oh for sure yeah and it's like scaled and everything you can just walk from the scale yeah the scale other. is is a tricky thing I had to um, get the blueprint of my shop uh, and then I drew a grid on it <laughs> so that I could get everything proportionally correct <laughs> mm -hmm. Taking yeah. these things seriously, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so anyway, Lego. It's got me thinking a lot about Lego. And I grew up with Lego. That mm -hmm. was um, the toys we had growing up were Lego, He-Man, G.I. Joe, and Ninja Turtles. Each one had sort of an era. And I think Lego was the one we ended up with. And we kept until we left the house. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, we inherited. We got our collection started. By inheriting one of those long cardboard comic book boxes, yeah. one of those about like half full of Lego blocks from the older neighborhood kids who were, I guess, were done with them, which hmm. seems weird to me, but that's fine. We got them. For sure. And 
I know. Well, we added to that box over our childhood, and now my twin brother Rob has that. Still has that box. Wow. With all those old Legos, and some <laughs> of the Legos are the, definitely some of the first Lego bricks they made because they're very different than the modern ones. Uh, and some of them were definitely repaired at some point in like the seventies. It's this weird old like time capsule of Lego bricks. Uh, I do still. I remember the big deal one year for Christmas. We got the monorail. Like the the city scene monorail. My yeah. brothers and I, it was like the big only thing we got for Christmas that year. And we spent all day putting it together. And I think that thing survived in our room and like all intact for at least a month before we destroyed it. It was really cool. That's pretty long in kid time. That's a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're lucky if anything lasts more than a couple days when you're a kid. I know. We had th- three teenage boys. Stuff broke all the time. How, where do you stand on like the pre-built stuff these days? Like so much of it is already done when you buy it, and you're yeah. just sort of piecing major pieces together, and not having to get all sort of granular with the little pieces yeah. to make bigger pieces. Like, how do you feel about that? Um, it's weird because like they're trying to do some really ambitious stuff, and there's a lot to be said for making a Lego kit that just looks straight up like the spaceship out of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, which is cool, but there's also something to be said for when they use their existing bricks and do something very clever, kind of like you have to do in Minecraft, uh, to get the result that you want, or at least as close as possible. So I'm, I'm, sometimes it's really cool when they make a really neat specific brick for a specific kit, but I don't know. I really appreciate when I see them do things really clever. Yeah, I guess so. I'm kind of, that's how I'm torn on it. Like when I see... <clears throat> a really great Star Wars ship or something. And I'm like, man, that's cool. And then I look at it closer and go, like those wings are done. Like those are yeah. prefabbed wings. That's not quite the same as what it used I mean, to be, but I don't know. I don't know if it's it's not it's nothing new. If you remember when you when they made boats, when they made especially the pirate ship, the hull was completely done. You you didn't build that at all. Yeah. But also that little that boat would actually float. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a kid yep. and you made a boat hole from scratch and you put it in the bathtub and it sank to the bottom, that was probably a lot more disappointing. <laughs> so let me ask you, I'm in Discord, I'm putting a link to uh someone in the chat. Let's see who it was. Dice Tomato? No. Sorry, JK Grammar wants to know if that's the monorail that you built when you were a kid. Does that look like um, the one? That looks like the space mod. There's a space monorail. There's a city monorail. I think uh, you have the city one. You had the city yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That looks familiar to me as well. But also, something about that, Brian, reminds me of those Micronauts you're always talking about. Oh, I love those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was like a um, rocket tubes thing that that, uh, that kind of got a, a little bit of a look to. Rocket tubes. Rocket right. tubes. Well, that's awesome, <laughs> dude. Uh, very so, cool. Go so ahead. obviously still way, way in the Lego. Um, I don't make stuff from scratch a lot anymore. I mostly put together kits and I have a ton. I'm looking around me right now and within eyeshot, there are two unopened Lego boxes. There's a Star Wars Yoda house over on my left. Mm-hmm. And on my right, there's an International Space Station. Very cool. Uh, so yeah, I still love putting those kits together. I got some uh, custom kits. This guy, Chris McVeigh, makes really cool his own creations or... If you look up MOC, My Own Creation, for Lego, you'll find a lot of kits that the Lego company hasn't put together. It's kits that people have put together, and there's some really cool ones. Don't some of those sometimes make it into uh, a full release from Lego? So, or, yeah. yeah. So that Lego has a thing called Ideas, and uh, you can submit an idea to that, and other people can say, hey, I like that idea. It's cool. They should make it. Yeah. And a lot of really cool kits. Um, for example, I got their Ship in a Bottle kit. 
That thing is so much fun. Yeah. Really, really cool. And that one started as an idea that just a fan dreamed up, built his own, submitted it, and they ended up turning it into a real thing. Very cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a um I'm looking at a video right now. Somebody made a really cool make your own or MOC version of uh that snow speeder you like so much in Star Wars. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I have I should count how many snow speeder Lego kits I have. At least a dozen. It's the coolest thing in Star Wars, it's, man. It really is. It's my favorite. Yeah, yep. it is. Of all the ships. Right here, a little tiny one. Of all the ships in Star Wars history, this is one of them. <laughs> no, this is the best one. <laughs> it's the best ship. It just is. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just straight up the best ship. You can design. say what you want about Slave One. You can say what you want about all these other I... you know, the The Falcon's awesome. Don't get me wrong. These are amazing mm-hmm. ships. But give me a little fleet of these, and I'm pretty happy. Yeah, yeah. I have the uh, big old... Um, at, uh, what was it? When Phonesmith 2 came out, we had uh, we were at Emerald City Comic Con at a booth. We did really, really well. And my my present to myself was the Slave One kit. <laughs> it was like 250 bucks or something, but I still have it in my kitchen, and it's so good. It's but like, oh, you put it together. I was gonna say, did you jump box I it? Did. Okay, you're doing but better than I me. Have... I still have clay that I haven't opened, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, right next to it is the really, really fancy snow speeder that they sold a few years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. I. I also have this Lego Snowspeeder that they included in the advent calendar, and it's like eight pieces. It's so cute. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah, that great anyway. big, I'm looking at that great big Snowspeeder one they put out. That is beautiful. Oh, man. Yeah, that's also in my kitchen. Uh, don't tempt me. All right, you should make one of these in uh, 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 freaking Minecraft. That's what you should do. Build your own oh, Snowspeeder. Oh, damn. You could do it. There you go. You, you could do it. Our, our old pal Daryl, he made an entire Enterprise D. Remember that? Of course he did. That was nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was crazy That's that he fabulous. built that thing. All right. I'm, I want to play Minecraft now. This is ridiculous. What have, what have I done? This is what now? I do. This is what I do. Well done. Uh, all right. Any uh, bonus linkage today before we go today? Absolutely. This is really great. It's a short one. If you look up Lego in real life for... They've made four of these. The Brick Brothers made a little stop motion video with Lego in it. And they're really amazing every time they do one. They made a new one. Oh, wow. Oh, look at this. I love stop motion in general, but. Me too. Oh, yeah. These guys do. Okay. Where I first saw this was some TikTok compilations of some of their stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize they like had a whole channel here. So it's like the food, cutting up food. And it's all just Mm -hmm. Lego bits and pieces. Yeah. That's so rad. Look at that butter. Oh, Chad. I love it. And then they train, change out the um, the opaque yellow for the clear yellow. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is great. I also like that they go through the trouble of... Of ma- stop motioning things that don't need to be stop yes. motioned. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. yes. So he's moving his finger towards the button, taking a picture. Moving it a little closer, taking a picture. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. I admire that greatly. <laughs> yeah. I thought this was just a TikTok phenomenon until I... Well, until today. So... Thank you for pointing this out. This is awesome. I'm going to go watch more of it. All right. Um, all right. Bill Duran, everybody. He is the purveyor and proprietor of PunishedProps.com. And look for Foamsmith 3 coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, also follow him on his Twitter account, twitter.com slash chinbeard, uh, where he may put photos of his cool um, recreation in Minecraft. I think you should. Just mine. Yeah. You should do it. All right. Bill Duran, Alrighty. everybody. We'll see you later, buddy. Later. Bye now. That's great. Bye. Bye, bye, Bill. Hey, Bill. All right, that was <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I, don't know why I don't know why I'm doing that. I'm not. I shouldn't do that. That's a dumb thing to do.
So I'm going to stop doing it. Instead, I'm going to call Justin Robert Young. Let's We're going to listen to him and see what's up there. Here you go. Where's his theme? It's right freaking here. These are their stories. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Joining us on the line right now from, well, I guess a hotel in Oakland. <laughs> uh, all the way from uh, Oakland, California, previously in That's Tulsa, right. Oklahoma, Justin Robert Young joins us. Hello, Justin. Oh, hello, friends. How are it you? Very good. Good. It is self-imposed quarantine. Yep. Like you said it he is, was going to do. Yeah. It's part, yeah, part of the plan. Uh, you look, you sound great. Jeez, it sounds good. It mm-hmm. sounds really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, very thank nice. You. Yeah, I got my own little setup here. My own little road setup perfected yeah. after years. Yeah, finally got it. Nailed it down just in time for pandemic precautions. I like it. <laughs> uh, hey, Well, yeah. yeah, it is. It is a pain in the ass when you like do 14 podcasts a week and now you just have to do it from a random ass hotel room <laughs> yeah that's true could so, you have maybe hung something on that uh but there is but there is espresso so. oh all right well Fancy. no there were there were hangers but do you think hangers would look better yeah. <laughs> well, me? not I empty hangers not empty yeah. hangers, but but uh, did you? So bring I should hang my clothes? dirty. I should hang my dirty clothes yes. on the yes. on the just wall. Just so there's okay. something good. That way it doesn't look like you're you know in front of a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm 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 sorry for offending your interior decorating <laughs> sensibilities, Ibit. I, I profusely apologize. Yeah. Rate my Skype room would give you such low marks for that uh, for your. Is that here. a thing? Tell me, tell me that's not a thing. Some, yeah, it's a room raider. Room raider. Yeah. Room raider. Uh, yes. I believe. Yeah. They, I, I follow them. They're they're pretty good. They're hilarious. I've yeah. never heard that. I, I'm now. I want to know more. All right. Well, let's not no, talk about this that. Would, now. This would definitely fall into the hostage video mm. uh, version that they like to. They <laughs> yes. like to make fun of all the hostage video stuff. So yeah, this would definitely fall into. So that. what's your for 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 this temporary quarantine uh, measure? What's your choice of hotel? Like where where are you? Is it a you, you don't have to say the location, but like you know, what do you like? Do you like to go? Hey, this is a days <laughs> in because that's a good overnighter. I like it there. Like, what do you pick? How do you pick? Uh. Well, I mean, price was a consideration, considering I don't know how long I'm going to be here. So uh, I, I, I wanted to choose something that didn't cost a, a lot of money. That right. was my my main consideration. I wasn't really, you know, scoping out the amenities when it came to my quarantine hotel, you know, a, a, a scant five minutes from my apartment. Right. Oh, that's how close you are. That's that's interesting. That was going to be my follow up is how far are you from home? But uh that doesn't sound too bad. No, yeah, I'm, I'm walking distance to my apartment, so uh, hopefully at some point uh, I get my all clear and and I'll be able to walk my happy ass on over there. All right, before we get to the meat of today's discussion, which is how it went in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, I want to read an email or part of one real quick that we got sent from somebody named Jeff. He says, I love the show and the jury segment. Hey, Scott and Brian, thank you so much for what you do. A friend of mine introduced me to FilmSack years ago and I quickly added TMS to my podcast subscriptions as well. I love your shows, your thoughtful and fun banter, and find comfort kind of comforting, like having uh, or and having you be, uh, be part of my life. Today, I heard the segment with Jury, and I must say, I found it to be excellent. Jury seems to have really stepped up his journalism to a new level. He's like Walter Cronkite in a Charmander suit. I just wanted to say thanks for what you uh, do and what your guests, all of them, add to the show. Uh, so there you go, uh, just some nice, awesome. kind, kind comments about Justin Robert Young's Tuesday appearance here on the show, and I thought i'd read it now because why not now if not now then when if not I, you, then who? <laughs> yes I, I and i greatly appreciate that i greatly appreciate anybody that that has kind words to say about uh the stuff i do 
on the show and uh uh i will i will move on without asking you whether or not that's representative of the majority of emails <laughs> that come in about this segment yeah we don't have to talk about that at all all right so Let's you went Let's move on you yeah. went you went to uh, tulsa oklahoma trump had a rally there um yes man i have so many questions about some of the ancillary stuff like did the tiktok uh, k-pop fan thing really have an effect on attendance was the attendance just going to be naturally low if so if it did have an effect why isn't the campaign launching latching onto that and saying it was interfered with instead they're sort of saying no it wasn't them uh, it was like six thousand people or something with a capacity of what 20 something thousand and it just seemed 19, really yeah. yeah and so it seemed really low to me and my first thought wasn't oh bummer it's less than they thought or oh cool whatever it, it was wait why wouldn't they let justin in there then there's tons of room. <laughs> separate, I think it was a separate thing, right? Like you were going for a, jur- for a press yeah. pass, and they had a limit yeah. on the number of press passes they could oh, do. Okay, is that how it works? Yeah. Okay. And so, all right. So you went, and I saw a picture of did you. you and- did you want to ask the other questions? Or- oh, well, let's ask them all first. Of, I guess give. I, it's just hard to know where to start. What What was your take from the overall thing? I like. I guess was it. <sighs> The, the image that everybody's getting on the outside of it is, oh, boy, that was yeah. a bummer. They're going to fire that Parscale guy because that sucked. That was low attendance. Also, kind of a bummer, oldest hits sort of talk and not great and blah, blah. Like, it didn't just seem to do anybody any favors on that campaign. Is that is that how it felt there or was it different there than we were being told? It was different there. Mm. I mean, uh, uh, I, I, you know, when I was out there – uh, at about 11 o'clock, uh, you know, doors open to three and Trump doesn't go on till seven. Right. So yeah. we're eight hours before they're going to see the guy that they're there to see. And there's roughly 4,000 people in line to get in. Oof. It did not feel like an attendance embarrassment in the morning. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, as it turns out, there were really only 2000 more people that were going to clear that. Uh, a checkpoint and come in to that area and and get into the arena. Um, I do think that there is a tremendous amount of blame that it, that should be put on that campaign, uh, both in terms of overestimating the size, uh, uh, overestimating, I think the at the the uh, 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 how much even Trump supporters want to be it, you know jammed in uh, a holes to elbows. Uh, in in an, an arena, nineteen thousand strong. Yeah, I think that there were. Uh, I think that was probably overestimated. But also, even in the uh, uh, in the moment down there, it was not clear that they wanted people to come through that security and get into the building. There were probably at least another thousand, two thousand that were just kind of. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Bill Duran last night. And uh, he was listening to the, the PX3 episode that's out now and has all the sound from the weekend. Uh, and he's like, you know, it sounds like a convention. And it did, right down to the fact that there were a bunch of people lobby conning uh, 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 outside of the checkpoints. And mm. I feel like if they were aware that they could just walk in, they were they came from far and wide just to be close to the event. Mm. Uh, if they knew that they could get in, I feel like they would have gone uh, but yeah, a, a big organizational screw up by the Trump campaign uh, that, you know, uh, uh, you know, from from a lot of different a lot of different standpoints. I love that term lobby conning. I've never really heard the term before, but I know exactly what you mean when you say it. Like as soon as you said, it, I was like, oh, yeah, those people, they don't have tickets, but 
you know, they're they're still there. But there's but but everyone's going to come in and out and, you know, they'll be able to sit at the hotel bar and have most of the 90 percent of the time that they would have otherwise. Yeah. My 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 buddy Chris Brown used to call that lobbying and he would basically we do the trade show all day and then we go out to dinner and then we say, oh, what is what's everybody doing now? Chris Brown would say, I'm going lobbying. And he basically <laughs> just hang out in the lobby at the bar and yep. talk to potential clients there and, and, and get customers that way. It was great. Yeah. I mean, it works, I guess. So um, let's talk about the other thing. Do you think there's anything to all that? Uh, hey, a bunch of TikTok kids and, uh, you know, Gen K-pop Z K-pop fans. fans all figured out a K-pop way. K-pop stands. Yeah, K-pop stands. You know, stands. there's an element of this that feels very 4chan, and I don't mean that in terms of what 4chan actually does or doesn't do or Anonymous actually does or doesn't do, but at a certain point, they fall into this almost mystical descriptor Mm -hmm. for people Mm -hmm. where if anything weird happens, it's like, oh, that was 4chan or oh, that was Anonymous, and Mm -hmm. now k-pop stands and tiktok teens have kind of fallen into like whatever if you can show you know in the 4chan example like one block of green text or with tiktok teens if you can show one tiktok then that becomes all the proof we need to show Mm -hmm. that's a massive thing happened because it was suggested Uh, i think the most reasonable descriptor would be that Certainly in terms of the numbers that the Trump campaign was reporting, like a million people requested tickets. Yeah. Uh, that probably included a lot of the fraudulent ticket requests that came in. Now, this is not the first time that people have tried to do something like this. And I would assume anything online has to take precautions to understand that people are going to try and stuff the ballot box for many different reasons. Uh, so, at the end of the day, I don't I, I don't know for sure that it did, but they were expecting conservatively at least twenty to twenty two thousand people to be there. Yeah. Because they had set up a big outdoor area that they were that they thought was going to be so well attended that it would have uh, they were going to have an address by Trump and Pence outside as well. Yeah, and it had like um, a remote that, screen and that, thing. And that didn't happen. That was like an overflow screen thing too, right? Like they had a, a whole No, 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 more than a screen. See, that's another thing that was kind of screwed up was that normally what happens is ha- a half hour before Trump goes on secret service locks everything down. Yeah. Like everything is shut down, nobody else comes in. Uh the perimeter around the facility was like two blocks in every direction. Mm -hmm. So if you were not through a checkpoint, which was like not only the the regular security checkpoint where you're getting your your pockets checked and wanted and everything, but you also had to to do a health check too, where they were taking your temperature and stuff like that. Uh, If you were not through all that a half hour before, they shut everything down and there was no screen outside of that. And that's very rare. Yeah. Like normally they'll have for people that don't get in, they'll have a screen outside be, you know, beyond the checkpoint. So people still gather in whatever parking lot totally, and watch it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was an actual ass stage where like you can hear in the podcast in the PX3 podcast, there's like country music playing because there was a live band on at like noon wow. that were playing on that stage and they were going to have Trump and Pence come out and speak there. 
So wherever they got the sense that there was going to be anywhere between 22 and uh, 25,000 people, uh, if the K-pop stands and the uh, uh, TikTok teens uh, led to that assumption, then in that case, I would say there's there's probably a reasonable uh, jump to be made there, if not in the indoor tickets. Right, 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 right. So is there is yeah. there an easy explanation as to what a K-pop stand? That's just an excessive fan, right? Like a. It's just yeah, a, a, a super, a super fan. fan. There's okay. there's there's okay. just uh, I think that the, the tendencies more there are, um, you know, there's like the culture of Twitter of like role playing that you're that celebrity or oh, you know okay. doing almost like fan fictiony elements of if this personality had this hobby or 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 personality or something like that. So uh, it, it it probably dovetails a little bit more than what we would think of as like i'm gonna join the fan club or something sure, like that sure it's but, more but, of an obsessive mania kind of okay yeah well i mean yeah i i don't i don't know if i want to say obsessive or mania but certainly more along the lines of like fan art and fan fiction right oh, like sure. so so weave that into that fan culture which has always been there but now it's on social media. so what's weird is okay so so urban dictionary defines it as a person who has a uh, a heavy obsession with k-pop and will refer- reference it anytime anywhere they usually have a group of friends who are also k-pop stands usage rebecca is such a k-pop stand she can't even go one second without talking about it here's the thing though none of these definitions tell me what a st- what is a stan i don't understand what that means it's it, no it's 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 the m&m thing remember the song stand oh, that's oh, where that comes yeah. from really okay, yeah i get it yeah. now geez louise that's yeah. that's been bugging the uh, crap out of me dear slim i wrote you and you still ain't calling <laughs> i left my home address and my Just number at the bottom <laughs> yeah exactly okay. now i get it all right wow i have learned a lot today how chicken eggs are fertilized <laughs> How this happens. <laughs> There's been a lot of learning on today's show. I know, yes. Bees, bees actually hump midair. There's all sorts bees of really stuff. Bees really do it. Yeah, they totally really do, do it. it. Even educated fleas do it. So uh, do you do you think uh, uh, Parscale's out of there? you think he's uh, not long for this world? Uh, Going to either retire. Trump had three campaign managers by the time that he won in 2016. Uh, he is currently at one now. There are rumors that uh, Parscale is on the hot seat. The one thing that he has that the previous uh, campaign managers didn't is he would need somebody else to take the reins on the Facebook stuff. Uh, Parscale's idea is data scraping. But then again, if you're great at data scraping and then you use that data to misjudge a projected uh, attendance by possibly up to 20,000 people, then maybe you're not the one to really be interpreting the data that you are indeed scraping. So uh, I I would suspect that Parscale for now is safe. Um, At the end of the day, getting 6,000 people to clear two security checks and wait in line for several hours in a pandemic is an embarrassment only when you think you're going to get 20. Yeah. Like, yeah, there still is an achievement in, in, in doing that, whether or not that is, uh, you know, that's not going to be what they think, nor should they think right now, because it was an embarrassment, but 
if from here on out, like, you know, the next event he's going to do is a, is 3000 seater in a mega church in Arizona. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that will be packed to the rafters and they'll have a couple thousand people outside. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think this will probably repair itself in terms of his immediate firing, but boy, uh, uh, the two vectors that theoretically the data should have helped them with is attendance for these rallies and fundraising. And they got out fundraised for the first month uh, in May by Joe Biden. And they had a big, uh, 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 you know, black eye when it came to misjudging what their attendance was going to be for this event. And so those are not good. That's not so good, Al, if you're Brad Parscale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's so okay. I'm glad you brought up Arizona. Are you gonna go to that mega church? You can get in there. You can get in there and do some holy rolling. How's that gonna go? <laughs> no. I, I I think this was important because it was kind of the first big thing. Yeah. And and obviously there was a worth in understanding how people were going to react to COVID. If you listen to both the podcasts on Friday and on Monday, uh you will hear that there's a very nuanced opinion, even amongst the Trump uh, uh, stands in line that were waiting days to get in. Um, you know, uh, uh, they had much more nuanced opinions about COVID than I think many, including myself, might expect. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably the reason why there's 6,000 instead of 19,000, because uh, I, I think that there's a question of whether or not anybody would pull 19 if the Beatles reunited, including all the dead ones. Like, I, I don't know if, if 19,000 people would get into an arena right now. Yeah, that's a really good question. They were they were showing comparison shots of that same arena, but pre-COVID uh, or before we knew about it. So, like, last November uh, was a Billie Eilish concert or something, and it was freaking neck-to-neck packed like I've mm-hmm. never seen. They had they showed pictures from a couple of uh, Nickelback tours where they were packed in there just packed oh, with yeah. nickelback fans but i mean you know trump trump was doing eighteen thousand in charleston right right he was New he's Hampshire used to those he's that, used to groups you know. their things that big he 19 in normal times would have probably been 100 percent. yeah i mean I, I i understand i mean up until they didn't put him in there and again it's like when i'm out there and there's four thousand people in line i'm like okay looks like that like it, it all i really had to go on was like what does a busy downtown look like for a basketball game that's going to sell out or a football game that's going to sell out right and it had that vibe early it did not obviously have that vibe late so um i i think that that's that is a question for them but uh it it certainly is something where smaller venue an outdoor venue where there's not a hard attendance cap um that might have been uh, a, a a better service to them because uh, what was otherwise and and I I kind of disagreed. I thought as far as Trump speeches go, and let's understand them to be their own beast, right? <laughs> you can't. They're not. Um, you can't compare them to anything else. It's apples. Well, argument. they're not. And and to be honest, it's like that's what those people that were in line want. Right. Like, oh yeah. When, totally when I talk to them, when mm-hmm. I when I talk to them, they're, I'm like. Have you ever been to a political event before? And they're like, no, and I never would. They're yeah. boring and stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I want is Trump to put on a show. And yeah. so when he goes on for 20 minutes 
doing his stand-up routine about walking down the ramp at the uh uh you know the 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 West Point commencement. That's what they want. There's a reason why they cheered when he threw the water on the ground because like that is the event. That's the kind of stuff they want. Uh, I thought he was that speech was fine. It was interesting to me because it's the first time that he's really kind of laid out his case against Biden in the way that he's going to attack him, mm. which I thought was smart. Basically, the way that he laid it out is not that Joe Biden believes things that you don't believe. So he's almost conceding the idea that Joe Biden is more of a ideological fit to the the voters that he wants to win over or make the Biden curious voters stay home. He instead says he's feeble and the rest of the Democratic Party is pulling so far left that you will have no he will not be able to stand up to them mm. that he will he will cave he will disappoint you uh the only person that will be able to hold the center is me uh and that i think to not say that joe biden is a socialist but rather he will be corrupted by socialists or looters or whatever you want to fill in the blank there i thought was an interesting uh, a strategic decision by Trump and his campaign. So when you were uh, just curious, when you were on the outside out there, how were, how were you able to actually consume the thing? Were you, were, since they didn't have it on TVs and stuff, is this all stuff you had to look at after the fact? Could you hear it? Like how, do, how does that work when you, so I, I planned on going again, you know, but part of the, the idea was that I was going to go and um, I was going to go and watch it with people at a screen. Obviously that was not the case. Uh, so I went back to my hotel and watched it. Um, and then I came back out when everything was over, uh, to see whether or not there were going to be any protests and I got pepper sprayed and it was fun. Um, oh yeah. Pepper spray. I almost forgot. Gosh, dang it. You yeah. got pepper sprayed. Not directly though. Right. They weren't aiming at you. They were just, no, 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 no. They yeah. were, they were, they were dispersing a crowd <laughs> and, uh, all of a sudden somebody starts yelling tear gas and I, and you can hear it. Because I'm a brilliant human being with uh, a keen, logical mind, (laughs) I say, I can't see any tear gas. Uh, And then uh, I start choking on pepper spray. uh, (laughs) Oh, man. So, wait, did you, uh, did you, you told me yesterday on text that it it was just, it's exactly what you think it's going to be like. It tastes, smells like pepper, right? Just like hardcore capsaicin like you just got a pepper blown in your face. Which makes sense. Not not black pepper, but like spicy pepper. Yeah. Yeah. And I always assumed it was more chemical than that. I've never experienced it, so I don't know. So that's well, interesting. So this was basically like tear gas like you would have on a keychain. It was just like a lot of it. Okay. Uh, uh, it was just a gigantic cloud of it that kind of wafted through. So it was not tear gas like you've seen in like canisters that get thrown over into the protesters or whatever. That does i think that's what i was thinking because people kept yelling tear gas yeah and so i was thinking i would see the discolored air floating up uh not realizing that it was pepper spray and you can't see it and then all of a sudden everybody starts choking and i start choking and and uh, uh i laughed because i felt like such an idiot so you have audio of this though which is great yep it's in the podcast it's in the podcast so uh, go, go get the that. uh They'll get the PX3 episode. I got to go hear it. That's from Monday. Okay. I got to hear that. Um, All right. Well, I'm glad you're not uh, 
respiratorily challenged or had any problems with it, and I'm glad that's good. Um, no, 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 no. It was it was uh, it was fine, but uh, you know, uh, uh, it is what it is. Uh, uh, it was great content. I'm, I mean, like for as many times as I've talked about it, I'm glad I got pepper sprayed because it's something to talk about. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, as we get closer to debates and all that other stuff, it's going to get real interesting. Are there are there any a- actual other upcoming? Those, those I am going to. I am going to go to the debates, okay. but uh, uh, I am I am not going to go. I don't know how many more. I'll go to a Biden rally if if Biden has a bigger event. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go to that because I'm curious to see how that differs from aren't, a Trump rally. Aren't him and Obama but, doing like uh, a virtual one today or something? There's something today, right? Like a big. Uh, oh, and miss me with all this Zoom. S- sorry. Horse apple stuff. I know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yes, a bunch of people got on Zoom. We're doing it now. Yeah. Like, 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 wake me when you're. I mean, whatever. I don't. I, I like, agree. It's, good, bo- I mean, like, it's boring. I'm just. Uh, but also, you can. Yeah. It's a distinct difference. It's like saying, "All right, sign your waivers that you won't sue us, but we're all getting together in a giant arena." Or, "Hey, we still think COVID's a bad idea, so we have to do it virtually." I mean, yeah, kind of damned if you do. No, no, no I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's a bad idea. I'm just saying that I don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm saying that I find the I, I find the events boring and I don't really want to like it's not particularly newsworthy to me that a bunch of people got on Zoom and then asked people to give money. Yeah, you know, right. it's it's like a it's like a, a PBS version of a cam girl site. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, don't give them ideas. Oh. All right. Well this is all great. They should make yeah they should they should have Biden and Obama begging for tokens. Yeah why not? Are you uh, so? How long are you in the ho- in the hotel? How long is this supposed to last? What's the, what's the plan? <sighs> we'll find out. I got COVID tested yesterday. Yeah, they do the butt one. They uh, give it up the butt, or how do they do it now? What do they do? <laughs> it's not. Sorry, it's not up the butt, is it? It's either blood or you do the swab or that, the nasal swab. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking? What <laughs> just kind making, of COVID test just are you making, aware of? I'm making shit up. <laughs> I'm making shit up. But for real, like they do, it's a much milder one now, right? They just kind of get the inside of your early nose, not front, all the way back to front your brain. of the yeah, front of the nose, front of the mm-hmm. nose. Yeah. Don't um, have to go deep anymore. No, not in this particular test. I, I think those tests are still out there. But um, you know, shout out to Oakland. Oakland uh, has free, quick, ubiquitous testing. So. Uh, this is the second one I've gotten. The first one I got really just to prove that I could get one. Um, and I wanted to kind of, if, if, if I, I am speaking on any kind of platform to show people that it's not scary, I think that more testing is better. Um, so, uh, I, I am happy to do it. Yeah. And, uh, this time it really was a situation where, you know, uh, it, it's peace of mind for me, peace of mind for my wife, peace of mind for the building that I live in. Mm-hmm. And so uh hopefully I get that result Wednesday, Thursday, maybe Friday. Until then I'll be here in this little uh motel. Continental breakfast, baby. Woo! All right. Well, let us know how it goes. We'll be back, of course, uh, next Tuesday. No, I told you I'm second. in a cheap one. Oh, <laughs> there's all right. no there's nothing. There's no amenities. It's literally just me in a box. Oh, you get a paper cup for your espresso. Yeah. What do you uh, yeah, there is there is the, there is the espresso. There is the is espresso. It a curry, basically? That's, yeah, no, no, no. It, it's it's one of those Nespresso jobs. Oh, okay. So okay. I got I got six pods, but three of them are decaf, which it's like get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh man, this is a great. This is I don't know. I feel like there's a story to be written while you're there. So think about it. Uh, it's Justin Robert Young, everybody. <laughs> He's in self-contained quarantine. Uh, hopefully, all is well with that test, and uh, we hope to talk to you next week.
Or yeah, we, absolutely. We I can't think of why we wouldn't. Oh, anything else you want to pimp or uh, talk about before we go? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, the, the politics, politics, politics episode. Uh, I'm sure, uh, uh, Scott, if you uh, if you pull it, then it'll, it'll make for a funny rejoin on TMS to hear me uh, choking and laughing <laughs> on pepper spray. Oh yeah. Um, great, but yeah. but you can hear that. That I believe is if you just want to hear that. I believe it's at the 55 minute 30 second mark of of the episode. Uh, but otherwise, there's some there's some interesting stuff in there, including interviews with folks who are in line for the Trump rally. Uh, I, I fact check a guy who said that Joe Biden or Joe Biden's son impregnated a stripper in Arkansas by correcting him to say that he impregnated her in Washington, D.C. <laughs> uh, so you can hear how that goes down. Uh, and then. uh yeah, I got credentialed to actually go to watch Air Force One come in. So if you uh, want to hear that and what goes on in terms of being tested to even be around the president, uh, you can hear the breakdown of that. It's all on the PX3 episode. And for folks who want to support uh, me being out there, uh, no editor, no uh, nobody else controlling me. I'm recording everything myself, editing myself, posting it. I am only beholden to you. The listener and those that support me on Patreon, you can do so at TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Nice. Justin Robert Young, everybody. Justin R. Young on Twitter. We'll see you later. Bye now. See you. See you. The way he said that reminded me of something. All right. Yeah, it was almost like he spewed. Yeah, he spewed a little bit of sputum there at the end. Sputum. A little little, uh, espresso-flavored sputum. Yeah, sputum. (laughs) I hate that word, sputum. Oh, yeah. Creating sputum. Sputum. Um, all right, we're going to end things. Uh, qu- a quick note that some of the, uh, speaking of COVID-19, the masks that we have on the site for TMS, they are still available in some quantity, uh, although I think we're really low on one, and I don't remember which one it is. Probably the Ibit mask, but if you go on over there, you can get the Ibit bomb version, which is <laughs> a close-up of Brian Ibit's face from 2011 doing the Ibit bomb famous photo. Yeah, or, just the bottom half of the face. Yep, or you can get the TMS one. Either one are available and now at uh, the store, frogpants.com slash store get them while you got them they will not last forever all right that's gonna do it uh big thanks to everybody who supports us on our patreon patreon.com slash tms this week we're doing a play date on friday most weeks you get a tms pm but there's all sorts of other benefits as well check it out patreon.com slash tms for details for everything else you may need or want you can find it at frogpants.com slash tms and now a song to play at end of show at the end of show, Logan and Nate wrote in and said, Hey there, Scott and Brian. My brother, baby sister, and I, we are 10, 3, and 13, have an awesome dad. He's a huge fan of you guys. Let me say that again. He's a huge fan of you guys and has introduced us to your awesomeness. As a family, we've had some obstacles to overcome, even before the corona. But he has taken everything in stride and continuously worked with mom, of course, to keep the life both normal and exciting and has always been there for us. We would like to request stressed out by our last night uh thanks dad for all you do for us we love you and a big thank you scott and brian for keeping our dad sane while life is so crazy love the show logan nate and kaylee or callie i guess it's pronounced oh i love that whole family yeah family that listens yeah. to tms together stays tms together. <laughs> that's right the family listens exactly yeah there you go um speaking of listening uh, logan nate i listened to that cover of uh stressed out uh, I don't know how much you listen to the music in the show, but we really, <laughs> really tend to stay away from the uh, the vocals that sound like this. Yeah, we don't like that. And I and I really gave it a chance. I listened to the whole thing. I said I couldn't do it, and and so I hope 
Logan and Nate and Callie, that you'll uh, forgive me for for calling an audible and putting a replacement in for the same song, Stressed Out. But uh, I'm doing a, a cover by Scott Bradley and Postmodern Jukebox. This came out on their 2016 album, Squad Goals. And maybe, just maybe, this will introduce you to a new vocalist that doesn't sound like Cookie Monster, but that sounds like a a a ginormous uh, clown or a ginormous opera singer dressed as a clown. Um, yes, vocals here are provided by Puddles Pity Party. Here's the song Stressed Out by Scott Bradley and Postmodern Jukebox. See you tomorrow. Turn back time to the good old days when our mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when our mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Sometimes a certain smell takes me back to when I was young I'm never able to identify where it's coming from I'd make a candle out of it if I ever found it Try to sell it I'd probably only sell one To my brother cause we have the same nose Same clothes, homegrown stones throw from where we used to roam It would remind us when nothing really mattered Of student loans and treehouse homes We all would take a ladder We could turn back time To the good old days When our mama sang us to sleep But now we're stressed out Wish we could turn back time To the good old days When our mama sang us to sleep But now we're stressed out We used to play pretend Give each other different names We would build a rocket ship And then we'd fly it far away Used to dream about a space But now they're laughing at our face Saying, wake up, you need to make money We used to play pretend Give each other different names We would build a rocket ship And then we'd fly it far away Just dream about a space Now they're laughing at our face Saying, wake up, you need to make money Wish we could turn back time To the good old days When our mama sang us to sleep But now we're stressed out Wish we could turn back time To the good old days When our mama sang us to sleep But now we're stressed out Stress
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Why me? I'm a coward. <laughs>